Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say uh, go Bills. Yo, 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 yo. What's happening? What's happening? Buffalo Fanatics, it's your man, Rev, joining you guys again for another edition in a brand new episode of Rated Rev. Brought to you by the Buffalo Fanatics. Y'all, let's get it, baby. Let's get it popping. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I'm so excited, baby. Let me know how you guys feel. You know how we do it every single week, every Wednesday night. I want to see you guys. Let me know where you're watching from. And I'm checking right now, and I see that my mic is not muted. So that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yo, I am excited, baby. I hope you guys are ready because we are about to get it on. This is the Buffalo Fanatics Network. And while all of you are watching and you're hopping in here right now, this is what I want you guys to do. Smash those likes. You already know how we do it, man. Smash those likes as you hop into the live show right now. And if you by any chance are not plugged in, to the Buffalo Fanatics Network. Do me this favor. Do me this favor. I need you to subscribe. Subscribe. Hit that subscribe button and turn on the bell notifications so that way you can stay up to date with everything related to the Buffalo Bills and the Buffalo Fanatics. We are bringing it to you live every week, baby. And I hope you guys are ready for it. This week is no different. This this Wednesday night is going to be no different. You know how I do it. I'm going to bring you energy, baby, every week. And I want to see you guys right now. So where are you guys watching from? Where are you guys watching from? Oh, I've got Chris716 coming in from Southside Buffalo. What's up, Chris? What's good? I've got my man Derek Richard coming in here from New York. You guys keep on. Let me know where you're watching from. Where are you watching from? Oh, my goodness, guys. I hope you guys are excited and ready for another edition of Rated Rev. We're ready to talk about some Buffalo Bills football because I have been waiting patiently all week to get a chance to chat it up with you guys. So let me know where you're watching from. Let me know where you're watching. Oh, okay. I've got Brian Adams from Kingman, Arizona. There you go. Western New York in the house with my man Seth Hingston. LBC from Jeff B. What's good? Steven Shaw coming in from Chictawaga. And he says, can't wait to be at this game. Yo, how many of you guys who are watching this live right now, either, either on YouTube or Facebook or whatever, are going to be at the game Monday night? Let me know if you guys are watching the game on Monday night. If you're going to be watching the game Monday night at Highmark Stadium, drop this in the chat. Say, I'll be there. That's what I want to know. I want to know who all is going to be there uh, Monday night because we need all of Bob Bills Mafia. And I, I already know without a shadow of a doubt that this stadium is going to be jam-packed full to the brim with crazy Buffalo fanatics losing their minds as we welcome the Tennessee Titans to High Mark Stadium for the first time 
in a couple of years. Man, I can't wait for it. I wish that I was able to join you guys for the home opener. Unfortunately, I'm not, but I will be there with you all in spirit. You already know it. I'm going to be cheering on the Buffalo Bills just like you all are. Oh, my gosh. This is going to be a great game. This is going to be a great game. Scott Blakely in the house from Chicago. What's up, Scott from Chi-Town? Richard Callan coming from Troy, New York. There we go. There we go. Uh, I've got my man Allen coming in from Lockport, New York. 716, baby. Back at you. There we go. Um, I've got some people coming in from New Jersey. Steve Dove from New Jersey. Dover, Delaware from my man Randall Fogel. Man. Santa Cruz, California from Bobby Slaughter. Oh, yo. Central Florida from Richard. Was good, was good, was good. Hey. Man, who is ready for this game? I need to, who is excited? Who is pumped up for this game? I hope you guys are as excited about it as I am. Yo, Aaron says he will be at the Applebee's in the say yo. There we go, my man. Oh, Jeff Kizzing, brother. It is always good to see you, my man. Grace and peace to you, my brother. God bless, man. Coming in from Auburn, New York. Oh, man. This is it, baby. This is it. This is it. We are here. And I'm here. Another edition of Rated Rev. Brought to you by the Buffalo Fanatics Network. Oh, my goodness. Where else would you rather be, like Marvel even said, than right here, right now? Oh, my goodness. It's a beautiful place to be. I say this quite often, and I mean it. Every time I get the chance to be with you all, it is a tremendous blessing because, as I mentioned before, there's not a whole lot of Bills fans for my parts. I live in a household where my wife is a Cowboys fan, but my son is a Bills fan slash Cowboys. I'm bringing him on to the Buffalo Bills. You know what I'm saying? He's 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 he, Every time he comes in, he's like, yo, Buffalo Bills. And I'm like, that's right, son. Then he goes on and say, go Cowboys. And I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I still got some work to do. So every time I get a chance to hop on with you all, every week, every Wednesday night, it is a blessing for me because I have an outlet with so many of you Bills Mafia all around the world. Kudos to you all for watching, for tuning in right now to your man Rev here on a Wednesday night, 8.30 Eastern Standard Time. I appreciate you. You could be watching so many other great Bills content creators but the fact that you're joining me right now means a whole lot. And I appreciate you because there would be no rated rev if it were not for you. Guarantee that and believe that. So with all this being said, man, let's jump into tonight's show. I hope you guys like the little get up, man. You know what I'm saying? I had to switch it up tonight. I had to switch it up because I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling a little preachy tonight, man. I feel a little preachy tonight. You know what? When I got started, I saw immediately... Immediately before we even went live in the chat already, I'm talking about as soon as I dropped it. Look who's joining Tennessee Titans weekly with the eyes, baby. With the eyes, yeah. You, you guys better watch it, <laughs> you guys better watch out, watch out for these bills because we're coming for y'all. We're coming for y'all. This is guaranteed to be a great game, no doubt. Um, but uh. I don't think it's going to be close. <laughs> I honestly don't believe it's going to be close. Okay. I don't think it's going to be close at all, but we'll see. We'll see. Okay. But tonight, you know, we got, you know, we got to talk about it, man. Tonight we are going to talk about this. You guys saw the thumbnail, right? 
the title of the show tonight. Why the Buffalo Bills will easily, and I mean easily, destroy the Tennessee Titans on Monday Night Football. I should have said dismantle because I believe it's going to be a complete dismantling of the Tennessee Titans. We're going to talk about that tonight. So I hope you guys are ready. Bills Mafia, come ready. You know what I'm saying? Because we got Titans in the chat. No doubt they're coming. No doubt they're going to come in. They're going to show themselves uh, in, in, the, in the chat for real. So we're going to be throwing some blows. But first of all, first of all, the first blow has been thrown is by my man, Scott Blakely, coming in with a super chat. Scott Blakely, I appreciate you. He says, yo, got to know from you and chat. Was Casey that good or the Cardinals just that bad? If not the latter, then lie to me. You know what, Scott? I don't know, man. It's a good question. I'm not too sure, but, you know, I'm never going to count out the Kansas City Chiefs, Okay. Until I see signs of them falling off, I am not going to count them out. And so I am of the belief that they're that good. That, you know what I'm saying? I mean, as long as they still get my homes, they still have weapons, right? I get it. They don't have Tyreek Hill. I was one to believe that. And we'll see throughout the rest of the season that the loss of Tyreek Hill was going to pay dip, was going to be um, felt in the Chiefs. I believe that Juju Smith was not Tyreek Hill. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, not, not, he's not Tyreek Hill. Neither is Mikko Hardman or the rookie Sky Moore, okay? But they do have weapons, and I guess what this is forcing Mahomes to do is to spread the ball out. He's no longer able to focus solely on one man named Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey. So now he's spreading the wealth a little bit more, which can potentially, is with uh, Andy Reid, offensive genius Eric Bieniemy could make them even more potent because now you have more weapons to account for. So we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out um, as the season progresses. But don't count out the Kansas City Chiefs, not one bit, okay? Because I do believe that they're going to be there. But the truth of the matter is they have a dog fight coming up Thursday night against the Los Angeles Chargers that I am excited to see because I believe that that division the AFC West is going to beat the living daylights out of themselves they're going to beat the living daylights out of themselves it's going to be a dog fight throughout the entire season between the Chiefs the Chargers uh uh the the Raiders I was going to say the Broncos but after that that after that that boo-boo performance they put up Monday night against the Seattle Seahawks that looked like garbage I don't know Nathan, Nate Hackett is a head coach, so I don't know how much we can expect. I thought that they were going to be good. You know what I'm saying? They got Russell Wilson. They got weapons, but there's, I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to talk about that later, okay? But nevertheless, the AFC West is going to be a division that we need to keep our eyes on because it's going to come down to the wire, okay? And uh, I've got another super chat by my man Dorian coming in. Uh, uh, Dorian, hey, appreciate your super chat, but if you want to comment, go ahead and leave a comment, uh, okay? Go ahead and, and put the comment um, down in the chat, and I'll make sure that I'll read it to you on on air. Yo, what's up, D. Raleigh? Everything's good, baby. Hope everything's good with you guys. Um, I know Tommy comes in and says, yo, Kyler ain't that dude either. I mean, he may, he may not be. I mean, he's, he's, he's getting paid to be. We'll see. It's early in the year, right? It's early in the year, so um, I don't want to make any definitives um, just quite yet. But as we get ready to move on um, in the show, I've got, a, I've got some new segments that I want to drop for you guys 
um, today. Just a few. I've got, I've got more than a few, but I'm just going to drop a couple of them here today as we progress throughout the show. And number one, a brand new segment that I have is going to be called All Gas, No Breaks. All Gas, No Breaks. And what we're going to do in this segment is this is a rapid fire news headline edition, a rapid fire news headline segment called All Gas, no breaks where I am going to read one segment rapid fire style, baby. The leading, what I believe to be one of the, the top headlines of the past week. Are you guys ready? I didn't bring my papers with me to act like I'm a news reporter, but it's all good. It's all good. Let me see if I can get this done. Here we go. If the Russell Wilson-led Denver Broncos being on the verge of an embarrassing loss on Monday Night Football to the Geno Smith-led Seattle Seahawks in a place Wilson called home for 10 NFL seasons wasn't bad enough, with the Broncos down 16-17 and in the fourth quarter with 20 seconds to go facing a crucial fourth and five play, new head coach Nathaniel Hackett said to his team and Broncos country, hold my beer, baby, electing to trot out kicker Brandon McManus on a 64-yard field goal attempt rather than the guy they invested in exorbitant amount, and I did say exorbitant, amount of resources to acquire with a stunning track record that features 32 fourth-quarter game-winning drives who, by the look of it, Monday night was about to make it his 33rd when he marched his team all the way down the field, converting on two, not one, but two third down attempts and a fourth and five from the Seattle 46-yard line. Now, what happened next, you guys already know. No good, right? No good. Of course, kicker Brandon McManus missed a 64-yard field goal attempt. It was bound to happen. But do you know what else was bound to happen, ladies and gentlemen? In his head coaching debut with a super weird superstar quarterback in Russell Wilson under the bright lights of Monday Night Football, Nate Hackett proved to us all that he just could not hack it. Pun intended. Let's ride. <laughs> there we go, baby. That was the first installment and the first edition of, and you already know it. Say it with me, baby. All gas, no brakes. All gas, no brakes. Man, wasn't that an incredible? Well, not, I don't necessarily call it incredible. That was a shocking finish to Monday Night Football. I was, I was, you know, um, I work. We kind of got like a little, a little bet going on. We just, we just kind of, we just kind of play, plays, play a little bit of games. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, we have picks throughout the entire season. Um, um, and 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 one of our picks. I mean, my pick, man. Obviously, Monday night, I was like, yo. There's no way in the world that Russell Wilson is going to lose to the Seattle Seahawks. That's just not going to happen. Not going to happen in a million years. Russell Wilson going back home to Seattle to face the team that, 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 that he won a Super Bowl with, right, that just hasn't been able to cut it um, in, in the past several years. With loaded weapons on the Broncos, Jerry, Judy, Cortland, Sutton, right, uh, no offense, uh, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams running the ball. Defense that's stacked. I thought for sure that there was no way the Broncos would lose that game. And so I turn on my phone, uh, cut on the, uh, the, the score after I'm after, you know, the, uh, uh, I was on, I was on uh, the smoke break with my man Z-Bot shout out to my man Z-Bot. 
And uh, man, I'm looking at the score. I'm like, oh, yo, yo, this game is 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 far closer than I anticipated it being. And uh, we saw the Denver Broncos look like hot garbage. I'm just gonna say they they look like they they look like hot garbage. I don't know what in the world was going on. Um, could, could, too many fumbles in the in the red and in the red zone on the goal line. Matter of fact, fumble after fumble after fumble. It looked like the Seattle Seahawks came to play, but the Russell Wilson and his weird self was like, "Yo, uh, I don't, you know, what I'm saying they they just didn't show up. They didn't show up. They didn't show up until the fourth quarter. You know what I'm saying? And granted, um, I guess that's that, that's important too. But there is no way, there's no reason why that game should not have been a blowout in favor of the Broncos. But I guess that is the good thing about the NFL, right? Is that there's parity in the league, and there's you just no telling who's going to show up on any given Sunday, in this case, any given Monday. And apparently the Broncos did not show up as they should have. Whereas the Seattle Seahawks, led by Geno Smith of all people, showed up and showed out. You know what's interesting, though, is that I was talking to Z-Bot um, um, last night on air. Well, not last night, the other night on air. I was like, yo, it's funny how, how, how Geno Smith is still in the league and has a and is currently a starter <laughs> starting at quarterback whereas EJ Manuel the guy that was drafted in the same year as Geno Smith but this time in the first round seems like he's been out of the league for forever I just thought I thought that was kind of weird to me it just seems like it's been so long since the, the EJ Manuel years but then you know but uh then here's here's Geno Smith trotting out you know uh <laughs> Shouting himself out as the, as the starting quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks and pulls out a win against the uh, Super Bowl winning Russell Wilson. That was interesting. I don't know, man. That's just me. That's just me. Um, I see Allen coming in and says, yo, Wilson wasn't used to that stadium noise against him. Now, I, I, may, maybe. that You may have a point there. Um, I did notice that the defense of the Seattle Seahawks came up, man. They, those, that, that defense really, really showed out, man. Um, they did their thing, no doubt. Um, and so, anyway, we'll see what happens, man, throughout the season. I'm, I guarantee you there's, there's bound to be some games like that, right? Some some trap games, maybe. Maybe that was a trap game for the Broncos. I don't know. Let's just hope, though, that it's not going to be a trap game for the Buffalo Bills against the Tennessee Titans, baby. That ain't going to happen. That is not going to happen. But you know what is going to happen? Freddie J coming in with the super chat already. Says, love that Undertaker vibe you're giving to the Titans and company. Freddie, I appreciate you. I had to come, you know what I'm saying, as, as, as professional as possible. You know what I'm saying? I had to come suited and booted, as they, as they say, for the show as we get ready to, to face the Tennessee Titans. And I wanted to get you guys amped up and ready to go because this is going to be a game for all eyes to see. <laughs> This is going to be a game for all eyes to see, man. Uh, yo, uh, CR comes in, yo. He says, uh, this is, I guess this came from Diggs. Yo, he says, I tell the guys in the locker room that I'm living my best life. Living my best life, man. No doubt. No doubt. You have to. You have to. But you know what? Um, as we move on in the show, I was just thinking. I was going through, uh, you know, some things, you know, as you kind of recap the, the, you know, week one in the National Football League. I've got to give a shout out to somebody. I've got to give a shout out to somebody, man. And that somebody 
is my man, Brian Dayball. Brian Day, I got to give a shout out to Brian Dayball, man. You know, the former head, former uh, OC of the Buffalo Bills, the brand new head coach, first year head coach of the New York Giants. I got to give my man Brian Dayball a shout out because he secured his first ever NFL head coaching victory this past Sunday as they defeated, guess who? The team who's going to march into Buffalo Monday night, the Tennessee Titans. But not only am I giving him a shout-out for the victory, but, man, I am giving my man Dayball a shout-out for the dance that he put on. Yo, did you guys see that? I kind of want to share my screen, but I don't want to run into the issue that I've always been having with him, I mean, with my, with my volume. But did you guys get a load of that? I thought that was so funny. Watching my man Dayball, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it, and even if it doesn't play the audio, even, even if it doesn't play the, the – uh, the video, I mean, the audio, I want you all to take a look at at least the video, man, because that was, that to me was, uh, that was just something to see, man. That was just something to see. I absolutely loved it. Here we go. Here is, here is my man, Brian Dayball. Uh, let me see. Hold on. Let me, let me start it over again. This is so funny. Let me know when you guys can see it. There we go. So here we have Brian Dable after the victory that he secured against the Tennessee Titans. Look at him. Hey, hey. Uh, yeah, get it. <laughs> yo, 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 my man, yo, my man, my man Brian Dable was getting it, man. Yo, he was like, yo, hey. I can't get mad at him, man. I can't. I can't get mad at him. Yo, he was, he was having a blast. He was having a blast, and uh, and and kudos to him, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, like head coaches, let them celebrate. Let them celebrate, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they they put in a whole lot of work. This is the man's first stint ever as a head coach, and his first victory. Um, and and and, and no doubt the Giants were an underdog, and they defeated the Tennessee Titans, and uh, he deserves to celebrate. He deserves to celebrate with his team, and I. Loved every single minute of it. Kudos to my man, Brian Dabo, man. That was great. That was great. I loved it, man. Oh, God, that was good. <laughs> Yo, but uh, so, so yeah, I, I, give, I give him a shout-out, man. Uh, it's a good thing he's not playing the Bills because uh, there would be no shout-outs going out to Brian Dabo. None whatsoever. None whatsoever. Uh, what did you guys think of his, of his dance moves? I'm checking the chat right now. What did you guys see about, think about his dance moves? I, I I thought I saw somebody say something about it. Hold on, where's it at? Where, where's it? Hold on, there it is. Here it is. CIO Dave Dayball getting gets going with that move. There you go. Yo, he was getting it, man. He was getting it. Uh, Champ Harris was yo Dayball, one of the guys. I see. Yeah, he's always been one of the guys. It's just it's just good to see him now that he's uh, running the show himself. And he gets a chance just to cut loose, man. And I, I, I love that. I, I absolutely love that. Kudos to my man, Brian Dayball. Kudos to Brian Dayball. Moving on in the show. Moving on in the show. Uh, do me this favor. I've got over 130 plus in this chat right now. Smash that like button while you're here. Go ahead and smash it. If there's 138, I'm counting 140. I'm counting here in the show. There should be 140 
likes. So go ahead and do me that favor and smash that like. And if you are not subscribed to the Buffalo Fanatics, click that subscribe button with the bell notifications on as well. Moving on the show, baby. Let's get it going. Let's get it popping. Segment number two. Segment number two is a brand new segment um, that I am calling First and Ten. First and Ten. And so what this segment is, what this segment is, First and Ten is an opening topic or an opening play, so to speak, that's designed to move the chains of the show forward. And that's exactly what we are about to do right here with First and Ten. 10. Are you guys ready? Let me know if you guys are ready in the chat. I got I to see you. Let me know if you are ready. Say, I'm ready, Rev. Type that in there, baby. Say, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. What's good? What's good? What's good? People say they, oh, they already smashed that like. Let me know if you're ready for first and 10. Well, guess what? Ready or not, here I come. First and 10, baby. It goes a little something like this. This is... First and 10, we are number one after week one. After week one, there's been, there were some bad football games played, right? With some snooze fest games, namely like, for instance, the Bucks and the Cowboys game or the Cowgirls game, which, by the way, I'm still baffled at how that game managed to secure more than 3 million views <laughs> Then the season opener bills at Rams. You guys let me know how that happened. But nevertheless, there was also some good football played with very entertaining games, such as the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Arizona Cardinals, where the Chiefs opened up a can of you-know-what on the Arizona Cardinals to the tune of 44-21 on the strong arm of Pat Mahomes, who finished the game with 360 yards passing and a whopping five touchdowns. Then there was the Mitchell Trubisky-led Pittsburgh Steelers sealing a victory against a divisional foe and the AFC Super Bowl representative Cincinnati Bengals that came down to the wire in a classic overtime thriller, baby. But, capital B-U-T, the best football performance, in my humble humble opinion, has to go, hands down, the best performance of the week goes to our beloved Buffalo Bills. No surprise there, right? I'm going to keep it honest. But today, this is the truth, man. You hear it from your man, Ref. After completely annihilating the defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams on the road to kick off the National Football League's 2022-2023 NFL season, all mouths were on the bills from virtually every single national sports media outlet around the world. And after the epic performance that the Bills put on in their divisional round playoff showdown with the Chiefs last season. Surprisingly, though, the Bills entered the offseason as not only the number one team in most NFL power rankings, 
but they found themselves in unfamiliar territory as the consensus team to win Super Bowl 57 in Arizona. Now, if that was not enough pressure, the NFL schedule makers did them absolutely no favors by putting them against the Rams, the defending Super Bowl champion Rams, fresh off of their Super Bowl parade in Los Angeles to kick off the season. And boy, oh boy, did the Bills deliver. Their decisive, old-fashioned molly-whopping, to use a term that Steve Smith Jr. Sr. Uh, used, of the Rams left absolutely, absolutely, positively, no doubt to whether the Bills are for real. Now, obviously, let's kind of temper some expectations a little bit here. This was only week one of 17, and a lot can change between now and then. But another capital B-U-T. At this juncture in the season, the Buffalo Bills are unquestionably, look at me, zoom in on me if you can. The Buffalo Bills are unquestionably the number one team in the NFL. But now, you don't have to take my word for it. You ain't got to take my word for it. You don't have to take my word for it because the entire national sports media, by and large, says the same thing. I don't know if you guys saw it or not. But if you look it up, almost every sports media outlet that is out there, NFL, ESPN, CBS, Yahoo Sports, all of them, all of them, their power rankings, guess who's the number one team? The number one team in the National Football League. It is your, it is my, it is our beloved Buffalo Bills, baby. Number one, number one. Nas said number one after week one. Now, does it mean they're going to be number one going forward? I don't know. But since I'm in my bag, I'm going to go ahead and say this. After week two, the Bills are still going to be number one. You heard it right here from your man, Rev. That was a first ever edition. First and 10, baby. First and 10 in the books. No. Guys, this game coming up, and I've got my man, I've got people coming here. Yo, yo, oh, Jeff Green says, preach ref. Preach ref. Hey, man, you know, I'm going to do it, baby. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do what it do, man. I'm going to do what it do. Um, This game coming up, this game coming up, man, is going to be incredible. It's going to be incredible. Okay, absolutely, no doubt, it's going to be a great game. But as we sit here and look at it, and we see the power rankings, and we see all of these national media outlets, these national sports media outlets, putting the Buffalo Bills number one. You see, the Bills came into the offseason as the number one ranked team, and they solidified their place, their position, after week one, after a defining win. A, 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 just a, a complete, uh, just shellacking 
of the defending Super Bowl champion Rams solidified their place on top of the NFL's mountain as number one of 32 NFL teams for now. But I believe it's going to continue going forward. But with, and hear me out now, with the odds makers in favor of the Buffalo Bills, you know what? You guys just might want to get in on the action, baby, before it's too late. What I, What do you mean by that, Ref? Well, many people nowadays use several betting sites to place their bets. Well, guess what? We have a new sponsor, and that new sponsor is BetUS, and BetUS is our sporting book. But don't take my word for it. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to Rev. Here's a quick word from our brand new sponsor, BetUS. You've never experienced fantasy football quite like this. Unlike the other fantasy football platforms, Dynasty Owner uses real NFL salaries and salary cap, bench scoring, clutch scoring systems, and a variety of other options to make Dynasty Owner unlike any other fantasy football experience you've ever had. Do you have what it takes to be the best Dynasty Owner in the league? Download the Dynasty Owner app on the App Store or Google Play today to find out. You better go ahead and download it right now. If you haven't already done it, go ahead and do it right now. Right now. And then use promo code BF125 as well. So now look at this. Look at this. Moving on in the show. And do me this favorite also. You see my thumbs up. That's, that's for you guys to smash that like. If you haven't already done so, go ahead and smash that like. Are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls, children of all ages. <laughs> I'm having fun tonight, guys. I'm having fun tonight. Are you ready for the main topic of the show tonight? The main topic of the show tonight. We are about to get in to the main topic of the show and why I believe that the Buffalo Bills will easily destroy the Tennessee Titans on Monday Night Football at Highmark Stadium. But before I get into that, I want to hype you guys up a little bit more. I want to hype you guys because I'm not too sure that you guys are all the way up yet. But let me show you a little something just to hype you up a little bit more. I know that this may not be representative specifically of the Titans game, but let my man hype you up a little bit. Check this out. Hey, promise tomorrow, yo. What the fuck you gonna do with your opportunity today? We gotta hit in the mouth. You see how you see how cocky these are, running? man. Damn, man. Damn, man. I'm tired of these. It's the end of an era for the other night. The end of a era. Let's go. We hit. We strap. Here we talk. Let's go. Yo. Let's go, baby. It's the end of an era. End of an era for the Patriots. We saw what happened. But guess what I'm saying? Guess what I'm saying? It's going to be the end of the Tennessee Titans as they march their faces down to Highmark Stadium in Buffalo, New York, Bay Orchard Park, New York, to be exact. And it ain't going to be the same. It ain't going to be the same. You guys know it. It is not going to be the same. My man All Pro Poe is here to pump you up, man. To get, you guys got to get revved up. You got to get hyped up. You know, it is the home opener for the Buffalo Bills. 
And you think for one second, for one second, it's going to be like it was last year when we lost the home opener to, to the Steelers? Absolutely not. It ain't going to happen. It is not going to happen. All right? You heard it from me first. I'm telling you right now, it's not going to happen. But, but this game cannot come any sooner. Why the Bills will easily, easily, y'all said it, E-A-S-I-L-Y, easily, I know how to spell, easily destroy the Titans on Monday night football. Listen at this. Let me tell you why. This Monday night showdown between the Titans and the Bills will be the fifth year in a row, ladies and gentlemen, that they've played each other. Can you believe that? It'll also be the third consecutive primetime match and the second straight year that they faced off on Monday night football. So what does that mean? What does that tell you? That tells you that it's quite clear that the NFL and its schedule makers are infatuated with this matchup, especially on primetime television, baby. Now, the last two face-offs have been at Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee. Won on Monday Night Football last year in 2021. And the infamous, what I like to call, quote-unquote, COVID game back in 2020 on a Tuesday night where Josh Norman, God rest him, got stiff-armed into near retirement by Derrick Henry. Now, in both games, the Titans came out victorious. We got to give it to them, right? A 42 to 16 drubbing. Let's call it what it is. It was a 42 to 16 drubbing of the Bills in 2020 in a much closer contest last year that ended by a Josh Allen unfortunate slip on a fourth and one attempt at the Titans' three-yard line, giving the Titans the slight edge and the W as they won the game, 34 to 31. But now, after looking at the Bills' inability to defeat the Titans the past two years, why am I so confident that things will be much different this time around? Why am I so confident that it's going to be much different are you confident, Bills Mafia? If you're confident, let me know why you're confident as I hook my lips up with the Carmex. I need to know why you think you're so confident. Because I'm going to tell you why I'm so confident. Are you ready? I don't think y'all are ready. I don't think y'all are ready, man. I'm going to tell you why. Because I can't wait for y'all. I'm going to tell you why. I've got three simple words for you, okay? Three simple words for you that describe why I believe and why I am so confident that things will be much different this time around. It is simple. This ain't that. Come on, baby. This ain't that. This Bills team ain't that Bills team that got embarrassed in 2020. You hear me? And this Bills team ain't that Bills team who narrowly lost last year at all. 
And I want to tell you something else, <laughs> okay? I want to tell you something else. And don't trip, okay? Don't trip, don't trip. Don't trip at all. I'm telling you, this ain't that team, y'all. Say it with me. Put it in the chat. This ain't that. This ain't that. And if my words ain't enough, let me tell you, let me in the infamous words of my man, DJ Khaled. Don't play yourself. Don't play yourself. Okay? Don't play yourself. One, if you think that this Bills team is that Bills team that lost last year, narrowly, narrowly, you're playing yourself. If you think this Bills team was that Bills team who got whooped in 2020, 42 to 16 in a COVID year, you're playing yourself. This ain't that. Oh, my goodness. This ain't that, ladies and gentlemen. This ain't that at all. At all. And it ain't going to be close. It ain't going to be close. I'm trying to say, I'm, I'm trying to say, yeah, there you go, Bobby. There you go. This ain't that, baby. This ain't that. My car, yeah, this ain't that. I'm trying to see if any Titans fans in here are talking trash. Y'all about to find out real quick. Real quick. Real quick, baby. Uh, are you out of your mind? I know you're not talking about, are you a Bills fan or are you a Titans fan? And, and then when they lose, y'all going to be crying. I hope you're not talking about the Bills losing. I hope you're not. Confirm that for me, Amar. Whether or not you are a Titans fan or a Bills fan. I'm assuming that you're a Titans fan. I'm telling you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. I ain't going to tell you. I ain't, ain't going to tell you, my man. I ain't going to tell you. DJ Khaled going to tell you. Don't play yourself. Don't, don't, don't play yourself. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't play yourself. Don't play yourself. Let me give you. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me hurry up. Let me hurry up. <laughs> oh, oh, this guy tripping. This guy tripping for real. Titans gonna run him out of Orchard Park like like we ran him out. What I tell you, man? Huh? What I tell you? I told you. Don't play yourself. I'm, I'm gonna do that. that. That's gonna be my new that, Bobby. That's gonna be my new thing, man. Don't play yourself. Okay, you just got you gonna get played. You're gonna get played. Let me tell. Let me let me jump in here real quick and talk about why I think that this Bills team is gonna completely destroy the Tennessee Titans on Monday Night Football. Are you ready? Because y'all got me fired up, man. I'm fired up already. I'm fired up already. Reason number one, as we're 47 minutes in, smash that like while you're at it. Reason number one as to why I believe that the Buffalo Bills are going to destroy the Titans easily on Monday Night Football. It's this right here, baby. This Bills team is built different. They built different, baby. They built different. In case you didn't know, this Bills team is, y'all about to make me stand up. This team is built different. And I spelled built B-I-L-L-T on purpose. Built different. Let me tell you, let me, let me show you how they built different. Let me show you how. In 2021, I'm just going through, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go through the, through the depth chart a little bit, just a little bit. In 2021, the O-line, the O-line, baby, the O-line in 2021 consisted of Deion Dawkins from left to right, Ike Bakker, Mitch Morse, Daryl Williams, Spencer Brown, with appearances by, as if they're like some little cameo, you know, rappers, with appearances by. John Feliciano and Cordy Ford. Now, 
Feliciano got booted out. He didn't get jaded. He ain't coming back. He didn't come back. He's gone. Butt hurt talking all that trash about the Buffalo Bills. Blah, blah, blah. Now he's with the Giants. Whatever. He's out here. Okay. Cody Ford got shipped to Arizona because he couldn't cut it. He's a starter in Arizona, but couldn't cut it. Couldn't even be a depth O-lineman with the Buffalo Bills. And wasn't worth putting on the practice squad. Ike Bakker is still coming back from injury. Okay. Daryl Williams is nowhere to be found. I don't know where he is. If you guys can find him, let me know where he is. But to my knowledge, he's still a free agent sitting at the couch. He's not back with the Buffalo Bills, and I don't think he signed any team. I don't know. I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. But the offensive line was much different last year. We know the offensive line wasn't that good last year, by and large. Okay. And it was evident last year in our, in our matchup against the Titans last year in 2021 because the Buffalo Bills O-line gave up three sacks to the Tennessee Titans. Two going to, to Harold Landry, and the other one went to defensive tackle, who I like a lot, Jeffrey Simmons. But now, as y'all say, 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 but now, put that in the chat, but now, baby, our O-line is completely different. And as the Buffalo Bills uh, entered into the offseason, Sean McDermott, Brandon Bean, made a concerted effort to improve this team in the trenches. Namely, number one, the offensive line. They didn't bring back John Feliciano. They didn't bring back uh, Darrell Williams. Cody Ford got shipped out. He didn't make, couldn't cut it. And one of Brandon Bean's top priority free agent acquisitions this year, this offseason, was the man, former Tennessee Titan himself, Roger Saffold, baby. Roger Saffold gets inserted into the offensive line of the Buffalo Bills. But not only was it Saffold who got brought back, who got who got who who came on board, but another offensive lineman who flashed last year and in fact proved himself to be one of the uh, most uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not necessarily improved, but most valuable offensive lineman across the O-line last year was my man Ryan Richard Bates, ladies and gentlemen, who came back to Buffalo after shopping himself around in the offseason, said, nah, Buffalo's a place I need to be. This team is built different. So now when you look across the offensive line, you have pro bowler Deion Dawkins, pro bowler all pro Roger Saffold, Mr. Consistency himself, underrated center, Mitch Morse, Ryan Bates at right guard, and then the young gun, the young gun who don't give a you-know-what, Spencer Brown, who will maul you through the dirt. That's just starting five. I ain't even gotten to the depth with my man, Crescentberry, who came, oh, guess what, from Tennessee as well. We have got depth, but the offensive line this year ain't that, ladies and gentlemen. It ain't that. 
We're much stouter up front. Much stouter up front. But that wasn't the only addition that Sean McDermott and Brandon Beaton made across the offensive line last year, or this year, rather. They decided that enough was enough with the OG Bobby Johnson. He took, he, he, he left, he took off with Brian Dayball, kudos to him. And we instead added a quality, a quality offensive line coach in Aaron Cromer who has sick of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 dollars more you'll reach sweat platinum at planet fitness you'll get energy without the upsell never pushy always free fitness training and equipment for every workout it's fitness that fits your budget join planet fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month cancel anytime Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. A success and track history of success coaching offensive line talent. Super Bowl O-line coach Aaron Cromer. And you know he had a stint with the Buffalo Bills back in 2015 and 2016. Don't get me fired up, baby. You know I'm preaching, man. I'm preaching. I'm preaching it, baby. Aaron Cromer. Underrated acquisition. For the Buffalo Bills coaching staff, that man brings a pedigree. And let me give you a snippet of what took place the last time he was with the Buffalo Bills. In back-to-back years with the Bills, coaching the O-line, when we had uh, uh, Eric Wood, right, Pro Bowl center, and then we had Richie Incognito, Mr. Bully himself, say what you want about his personality, but the man was a dog on the field. The Buffalo Bills had the number one rushing offense in back-to-back seasons under the coaching tutelage of Aaron Cromer. And now, back home, back home in Buffalo, New York, with the Buffalo Bills, Aaron Cromer gets a chance to coach probably the best offensive line group he's had in his career. I said it. Call me biased. Call me Homer all you want. But I think it's true. This team ain't that team, ladies and gentlemen. Our old line is different. Our old line is different. You guys say it with me in the chat. Say our old line is different because it is, baby. Our line is built different. Y'all ready for reason number two? I don't know if y'all are ready for number two. I don't know. I don't know if y'all are ready for reason number two. And if y'all are feeling this so far right now, do me this favor. Smash that like button. Smash it. Share this uh, video with everybody that you know. All right? Comment in the chat. Comment in the video afterwards. And subscribe to the channel, baby. Subscribe to the channel. Moving along. As I finish putting this up here. Reason number two. Why your man Rev believes fully that the Bills will easily destroy the Titans on Monday Night Football. Easily. Right here. An improved 
Bills running game. Improved Bills running game. Now, last year, when we look at last year's matchup, under Brian Dable, who I gave a shout-out to earlier in the show, he either did not care to run the ball, okay, or he wasn't confident in running the ball with the guys he had on the field. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but nevertheless, he didn't run the ball much. And in last year's matchup against the Titans, we see that panning out, do we not? The Buffalo Bills last year, the rushing numbers against the Titans in that game, the Bills went for 23 carries for 82 yards on the ground. You say, that's, that's pretty admirable. Well, no, it ain't admirable. Doggone it. It ain't admirable. Because that carry share was split between not one, not two, not three, but four separate Buffalo Bills players. Two of which were not running backs, mind you. The two that were not running backs is Isaiah McKenzie. He had a one, he had a one carry for five yards, okay? Probably on an end around sweep or whatever the case may be. Josh Allen had nine carries for 26 yards. And Josh Allen himself led the Bills' rushing attack in carries. He led them with nine carries. Devin Singletary, my man Motor, only had five carries for 27 yards, but he averaged 5.4 yards per carry. And then Zach Moss had eight carries, as he typically finds himself at times, which I don't know why, getting more carries than Motor Singletary, but he does not produce as much. He, has, he was eight for 24 with three yards per carry. Garbage. Absolute garbage. So the team in total averaged three yards, 3.6 yards per carry. Awful. Absolutely awful. And then we look at Josh Allen, his passing stats. He went 35 for 47. My man had 47 pass attempts against the Titans. Threw for 353 yards, threw all over the yard, right? He threw the ball all over the yard. Had three touchdowns in the air to one interception. With a QBR of 73.9 and a rating of 107.8. Looks good across the stat sheet, right? But 47 pass attempts is not good. Not good. Not good at all, in my humble opinion. Why do I think that Josh Allen throwing for 47 times um, compared to the running backs? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, let me see if I can add this up right. 17 carries altogether between Zach Moss and uh, – no, I'm sorry. No, 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 not even 17. I'm sorry. That, that's, that's wrong. 14 carries between Zach Moss and Devin Singletary together. That ain't going to cut it, ladies and gentlemen. That is not going to cut it. That's not balance. That's not balance. Because what that does is it puts the Buffalo Bills uh, – uh, it makes them very, very, very uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? Um, One-dimensional. There you go. It makes them very one-dimensional. You need to be balanced across the board. You just, absolutely, you just need to be balanced because you want to keep the defense on their toes, right? But this year now, we have an improved running game, an improved running game. Now, I'm not saying that Devin Singletary is, is uh, uh, Saquon Barkley. I'm not saying that Devin Singletary 
is uh, Derrick Henry. I ain't saying that. I'm not saying that Devin Singletary is is uh, Christian McCaffrey. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that this man right here is RB1. As my man Pierre, the kingpin baby, would say, Devin Singletary, motor, RB1. RB1. He just produces. Whenever you give him the ball, he just produ- he does. He makes the most out of what he gets. And when you look at what happened against uh, um, against uh, the Rams, okay, granted, they didn't run a whole lot. They didn't run a whole lot against the Rams. Devin Singletary went eight for 48 yards. He said, Rev, that's, that's, that's not good at all. I get it. It's not, it's not enough attempts, but we won the game 31-10, 21-point defeat. I mean, I mean uh, victory, right? But my point is this. Motor at eight attempts for 48 yards, average six yards a carry. Six yards a carry. The guy just does the most, man. He gets the most out of it. And so what I'm saying is this. If, if, and this is if, Ken Dorsey, depending upon how, how he, he decides to coach this game, if Ken Dorsey decides to run the ball this game, oh, you better believe it's going to be much different than it was last year. Better believe that. Because Motor Singletary, behind this O-line, Ain't the same Motor Singletary as we've seen in years past behind an O-line that's not as good running the ball as they are this year. We've said it before that Motor Singletary, if he had the chance to run up behind a better and an improved offensive line, look out, look out. He had over 800 yards rushing last year behind that O-line, behind that O-line. And for me, it's hard not to believe that this guy right here in a contract season behind an improved O-line, Roger Saffold, Ryan Bates, Mitch Morris, Deion Dawkins, Spencer Brown, is not going to be able to have success, especially against the Tennessee Titans. All we need, baby, we don't need Motor to run for 100 yards, though if he does, it's a game over, no doubt. But what we need is consistency and efficiency in the ground game. So that way we can remain balanced across the entire offensive game plan. Putting the Tennessee Titans defense on their heels. They don't know what to defend. And are you going to try to devote all of our attention to stopping Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis and their weapons? Or are we going to load the box? You know they ain't going to load the box because they don't believe in the run game. Nobody really believes in the run game. So you can already expect them to try to shut the, the passing game down. That ain't going to happen either. Because Josh Allen's still going to torture y'all like he did last year. He's going to torture you. But the difference is when you guys run that shell, when you guys try to force the Bills to run the ball, or you better believe we can run that rock. <laughs> if the Bills, if the Bills can be balanced, sayonara. See you later, Tennessee. See you later. 
is, is somebody talking trash? Titans still don't have a ground game. Nothing has really changed in New York. Oh, oh okay, okay, here we go. I've got to give some love. All right, Titans come in here saying, yo, yo, still don't have a ground game. Nothing has really changed in my eyes. Well, be that as it may, Titans Rossi, be that as it may, you're about to find out. You're about to find out. Because I said, I said, Motor ain't, he ain't Henry. He ain't Saquon Barkley. He ain't CMC. He ain't none of them guys. But he's RB1. And behind this revamped offensive line, we can run the ball when we need to run the ball. And that's all that matters. So you guys watch out. Do what you got to do. Try to stop Diggs. Try to stop Gabe Davis, who, by the way, who, by the way, Gabe Davis is proving himself to be a superstar in the making. Gabe Davis is on the brink of superstardom. That man right there, that man right there is somebody that y'all better watch out for. You see, last year we had Emmanuel Sanders, and he went off. <laughs> last year, Emmanuel, Emmanuel Sanders last year, at 30-plus years old, went 5 for 91 against y'all. Cole Beasley, 7 for 88 in a touchdown. Both are not on the team right now. Both, one retired, one is still looking for, for work. You know what I'm saying? You got Gabe Davis last year, he went 2 for 25, but he was behind He was behind uh, Sanders and Beasley. Now, as a clear-cut number two in this offense, that man, is he's here. He's ready to show out. We saw what he did against the Rams opening. Did y'all see it, Titans? Did y'all see it? I don't know. Maybe, maybe y'all missed it or not. Let me refresh your memory. Gabe Davis on five targets, four receptions, 88 yards, one touchdown, averaging 22 yards per reception. I told y'all, Gabe Davis is that man. He's that man. Over the past two years alone, he's averaged over 15 yards per catch. This year? 22? Are you kidding me? Who's going to stop him? Who's going to stop him? Come on, Titans fans. Y'all up in here. Where y'all at? Who's going to stop Gabe Davis? Who's going to stop him? It ain't going to happen. I'm going tell you right now. It ain't going to happen. Okay? Stephon Diggs, you ain't stopping him either. Stephon Diggs went off last week on nine targets, eight receptions, 122 yards, a buck 22. One touchdown, 15.3 yards per reception. It's going to be a long night for you guys. So you can try all you want to stop the Bills' aerial attack. But I don't see it happening. (laughs) I don't see it happening, man. I don't see it happening. And while I'm on this topic, I might as well, right? I might as well uh, jump in to reason number three. As we are an hour and some change into the show y'all enjoying yourself let me get a thumbs up in the chat or a fire emoji in the chat no matter of fact if y'all enjoying yourself tonight say 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 say, preach ref preach ref come on now reason number three as to why i believe the buffalo bills will 
utterly and easily destroy the Tennessee Titans on Monday Night Football. Are you ready? Are you ready? And I might just, I might just leave it as this. I just, uh, I might just leave it right here. You ready? And uh, this is straight Ebonics. This is not English whatsoever. You ready? Here it is. Reason number three as to why I believe that the Buffalo Bills will destroy easily the Tennessee Titans on Monday Night Football is because the Titans ain't got A.J. Brown. Y'all ain't got A.J. Brown. I told you it wasn't perfectly English. It's going to be Ebonics. The Titans ain't got A.J. Brown. They ain't got him. Last year, last year, you guys had A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, okay, came off of injury, if I'm not mistaken. You guys are fully healthy when you came in to play the Bills. Julio Jones ain't on. He's not on your team no more. He with Tampa. Be with Brady in Tampa Bay. Looking young and spry. Looks like that TB12 is helping him out. AJ Brown is in Philly catching passes from Jalen Hurts. So y'all ain't got them two guys no more. Namely, AJ Brown, who went off last year, seven for 91, averaging 13 yards per reception. Didn't score a touchdown because Derrick Henry did his thing, granted. But nonetheless, you ain't got him because the key to you guys is that we know, we know that the offense of the Tennessee Titans is surrounded, it will surround, oh, that's not what I'm trying to say. The entire offense of the Tennessee Titans is based around Derrick Henry running the ball. But not only Henry running the ball, it's that play action. It's that play action, baby, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Y'all in here, let me know. Play action, right? Am I right? Am I right? Titans, Rossi, or whatever your name is, right? Play action game, Ryan Tannehill, okay? Who's your threat, though? Who's going to make, who's, who's going to make Christian Benford or Dane Jackson or Kaya Elam, you know what I'm saying, uh, or, 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 or my man Tremaine Edmonds, you know, uh, jump up or look in the backfield? Who, who are they going to be afraid of back there? In your play action game. But AJ Brown is not there. Who? Because you see that that play action game worked when people paid attention to Derrick Henry and you guys had weapons behind him, right? In AJ Brown and Julio Jones. But y'all ain't got that no more. So now the Buffalo Bills can focus all of their attention on shutting down Derrick Henry because you ain't got nobody that scares us throwing the ball. Robert Woods, come on, man. I love Robert Woods. I love him. I ain't going to lie. I like Robert Woods. Loved him on the Bills. Uh, still loved him, man. Thought that guy was a phenomenal wide receiver. Uh, but come on. Like, I, you know, at this, at this stage of his career, I'm not, I'm not scared of him. I'm just not scared of him. Because what did he do? You guys let me know. What did Robert Woods do against the Giants? Tell me. What did he do? What did Robert Woods do against the Giants? 
You're taking too long. Absolutely nothing. That's what he did. Absolutely nothing. He went for two targets. He went one reception for 13 yards. That's it. That's it. Nothing else. Finito after that. One reception for 13 yards. And that is your number one wide receiver. Traylon Burks. Rookie. What did he do? He did better. Five targets. He went three receptions for 55 yards. That's all y'all got? An aging Robert Woods and a rookie Traylon Burks. Going against the number one defense in the National Football League last year who just got better. And you ain't got no weapons besides Derrick Henry. And you expect us to be afraid of that? Man, I told y'all. I told y'all. Tennessee Titans fans, don't play yourself. Don't play yourself. Don't play yourself. Why, Rev? Why? Why don't play? Why? 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 I told y'all why. I'm going to tell you again. I'm going to tell you again. Because this ain't that, baby. Come on now. This ain't that. This ain't that, baby. This ain't that. Y'all going to find out. Y'all going to find I'm going to let y'all in here. Y'all only here one talk. Talk trash and talk all you want to. But I'm telling you right now, this ain't that. You have no, I mean, who are we afraid of? Derrick Henry. Okay. Derrick Henry. Well, first of all, we ain't afraid of nobody. You know what I'm saying? Because you put your pants on one leg at a time, just like we do. Ain't nobody afraid of nobody. But let me tell you reason number four. Reason number four. Reason number four as to why I believe without a shadow of a doubt that the Buffalo Bills are going to easily destroy and dismantle the Tennessee Titans on Monday Night Football. Number four, it's because. You ready? Are you ready? This Bills D-line is nasty. This Bills defensive line is nasty. <laughs> nasty. Na they nasty like Janet Jackson nasty. You know what I'm saying? They that nasty with it. Okay? I know it's one game, but you know, you saw what happened. They filthy with it. They filthy. Let's go back in time. Last year. Last year against the Titans in our matchup. What happened? Derrick Henry went off. 20 carries. A buck 43. Averaging 7.2 yards per, per carry. Three touchdowns. King Henry was crowned last year in Nashville against the Bills. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. But let me also remind you who was across the defensive line. Rookie defensive end, Greg Rousseau, number one. Ed Oliver, number two which I ain't talking about. He's good. No doubt about it. Starlin Tulele. Starlin Tulele. Harrison Phillips. Jerry Hughes. Mario Addison. Justin Zimmer. That's about it. That's about it. Ladies and gentlemen, what type of defensive line is that? And how can you expect a defensive line like that to stop the likes 
of Derrick Henry. We all know that the Buffalo Bills' weakness in years past has been their inability to stop the run consistently when facing opponents who have a legit rushing attack. We saw it against the Titans, and we saw it against the Colts, and we also saw it against the Patriots. No need to hide it. No, right? No need to hide from it. It is what it was, or it was what it was, whatever, however you want to say it. Okay? But, and I'm going to say it again. I'm going to keep on saying it. Don't play yourself. Don't play yourself. Because, as I mentioned earlier in the show, not only did Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean make a concerted effort to improve the offensive line, they made a, another concerted effort to improve the defensive line. They went all out in the trenches, in case you didn't know. All out in the trenches. So we're bringing back second-year defensive end Greg Rousseau. Greg Rousseau, Groot, a.k.a. Groot. My man with pterodactyl arms, six foot seven, two hundred seventy pounds, came back this offseason and gained a lot of weight, yoked up, still growing into his man bot, Greg Rousseau, who played very good for a rookie last year. We're bringing back my man Ed Oliver, who is on his fifth year option right now. Then, then we got rid of Jerry Hughes, let him walk. Appreciate everything that Jerry Hughes did for us in the Bills. Probably, I think, the longest tenured Buffalo Bill uh, defensive lineman um, on the team last year. Correct me if I'm wrong. Let Mario Addison walk. Didn't bring back Justin Zimmer, right? No more FA about it. None of them guys. Starla Tulele, see you later. Them dudes ain't there no more. So what did Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean do this offseason? They went ahead and did something. They brought back, brought back Jordan Phillips, who went on and got the bag in Arizona, right? He got the bag in Arizona. But when you look at his stats, the last time he was with the Buffalo Bills, the last time Jordan Phillips was with the Buffalo Bills, I do declare my man, Led the team in sacks with nine and a half sacks. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe, if my memory serves me correctly, had nine and a half sacks. Come on back, Jordan Phillips. Come on back to Buffalo. Let's eat. You got your bag. Let's go and put a ring on top of it. Jordan Phillips comes back. We also brought back Shaq Lawson, right? Shaq Lawson joins the team again. He got his bag in Miami, right? You know what I'm saying? Uh, went to New York the, uh, the, with the Jets. Didn't do nothing. But came back to Buffalo. Why? Why did Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott bring these two guys back to Buffalo? Because they excel in this scheme. They excel, as Sean McDermott said, this environment. They know the defense, and they played well with it. Jordan Phillips led the team in sacks, got the bag, right? Shaq Lawson had, I think, a career year in Buffalo. In his contract year, got the bag in this same scheme. Come on back, man. 
You got your money. Now let's, let us get a ring on top of that. He said, Rev, is that all you got? <laughs> you think? Absolutely not. Then what Brandon Bean went on and did in free agency, in addition to them two guys, is he said, you know what? I need to shore up the interior of my defensive line because I'm tired of, I'm tired of these guys running the ball through the middle, up the gut. I told you already, Derrick Henry did it. Jonathan Taylor, who's my running back in fantasy, by the way, did it. Damian Harris and the Patriots did it. Brandon Bean's like, nah, you ain't going to do it no more. No more, right? Yeah, I said mo, not more, more, mo, no mo. He went out in free agency, signed who? Daquan Jones. He said, Daquan who? You know who Daquan, don't act like that. Daquan Jones, big man. Didn't he play with y'all, Tennessee? Yeah, you know him well. Daquan Jones, big man, interior, one tech, ain't moving him, okay? But that wasn't enough. Then they brought in my man who was completely underrated, Tim Settle from the Washington Commanders. Tim Settle, baby, who I absolutely love, okay? And did not have the opportunity to really play a whole lot in Washington because Washington uh, credited themselves, I mean, I guess by losing, right, so much. They've managed to secure themselves four first-round uh, defensive linemen, okay? And so it was hard for Tim Settle to get on the field when you got four first-round defensive linemen across the board. But Tim Settle ain't no slouch. He ain't no slouch. If you think he's a slouch, uh, uh, ask Quinn Nelson if he's a slouch. Oh, you forgot? You didn't say? Oh, you didn't see that? In preseason? You say, all right, that's preseason. It don't matter. He was out there. Quentin Nelson was out there getting completely bulldozed and abused by Tim Settle, pushed back into the lap of Matt Ryan. You saw it tossed like he was a rag doll. Ridiculous, man. Ridiculous. And you think for one second that Henry's going to run? No, it ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. Bobby Glean coming through with the super chat. Bobby. Much appreciated. He says, yo, I have so much respect for our management from head coach to GM. They understand what we have in regards to our depth, and they knew there was a need to rush Trey. I think you mean there was no need to rush Trey. Any, organ any other organization would have rushed his comeback. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Any other organization would have rushed the comeback of Trey White. But not this one. We ain't rushing him back. He's, he's, in, he's in the stall. He's getting ready, getting fully healthy. And when he comes back, oh, my gosh, it's a wrap. You better get ready. He better get ready. But the defensive line of the Buffalo Bills is much improved. Daquan Jones, Tim Settle, Jordan Phillips, Shaq Lawson, right? But I got to save the best for last, man. Y'all got to save the best for last. The Buffalo Bills, if that was not enough, secured one of the best pass-rushing defensive ends in the National Football League who, when he retires, will be a Hall of Famer. And Von Miller, Von Miller, pass-rush extraordinaire. No need for me to even pull up his credentials. You guys already know it. You guys already know the deal. Von Miller. So now you have a completely revamped defensive line. Completely revamped defensive line. Greg Rousseau, 
Daquan Jones, Ed Oliver, Vaughn Miller. That's just the first wave. First wave, baby. Boogie Basham, <laughs> Tim Settle, right? Jordan Phillips, A.J. Epinesa. It's the second wave. You guys ain't ready for it. You guys ain't ready for it. I'm telling you right now. And if you think I'm lying, ask the Los Angeles Rams about this Bills defensive line. Ask the Los Angeles Rams about this Bills defensive attack that managed to sack these guys seven, count it, seven times, seven times without blitzing a single time. Now, if that's not defensive perfection, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. That is what Leslie Frazier has been wanting to do for so long. Rush for, drop the rest in coverage as we play our 4-2-5, our, our right, the, the majority nickel. Get home with the four so we don't have to blitz. I hope your old line is ready because we coming. We coming. We coming. Derrick Henry ain't running for it like, like he did. He, that ain't happening. That ain't happening. Good luck trying to run up a gut against Daquan Jones, Tim Settle, Jordan Phillips, who all three of them, well over three bills. And Ryan Tannehill, y'all might, y'all might, I'm telling you, I'm gonna tell you right now, you guys might, you guys might see Malik Willis a lot sooner than maybe you anticipate. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now. Because <laughs> Ryan Tannehill gonna be running for his life. Running for his life. Okay? So look, when I when I look at that, when I look at just just, just, just those four reasons right there, at just those four reasons, those four reasons, okay. Bill's team is built different, right? They built different. Uh, we saw that as number one. Improved run game. The Titans ain't got A.J. Brown no more. And the Bill's defensive line is absolutely filthy. They nasty. How are you going to beat the Bills? Unless the Bills beat themselves. You Tennessee Titans fans in here in the chat, you guys let me know. How is that going to happen? Huh? When all attention is going to go to Derrick Henry. We ain't scared of Robert Woods. We're not afraid of a rookie. We got Dane Jackson, Christian Benford, uh, Teron Johnson, and two all-pro safeties in Jordan Poirier and Micah Hyde behind. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Without the Bills shooting themselves in the foot, and you think that the Bills are going to have, what, four turnovers this game like they did against the Rams? The Bills, I should have put that number five. The Bills, the Bills just, just, just annihilated the Rams, the defending Super Bowl champions, who you guys are not, by 21 points with four turnovers. And if we shore up the turnover game in our home stadium, in the Buffalo Bills home opener, revenge game against the Titans, you guys are going to go home early. Okay, okay, y'all gotta go home early, early. I'm, I'm, I'm saying the game is gonna be just about put out by half. Halftime is gonna look gross. It's gonna be gross. Okay, it's gonna be just that bad, just that bad. I told you, don't play yourself. Don't play yourself. Okay, I know you. I know Tennessee Titans fans. Y'all may be excited, right? Okay, but I don't know what 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 you have to be excited about. I mean, y'all lost to the Giants for crying out loud. And you look terrible. You look terrible. Uh, so I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what you guys are going to do. 
I don't know what you guys are going to do. You tell me. But I see a Bills dub. A Bills dub. And speaking of Bills dubs, let me give you my keys to big dubs. Here's my keys to big dubs by the Buffalo Bills. Number one. Number one. Protect Josh Allen. That's it. Protect Josh Allen. Okay? And by protect Josh Allen, I'm talking about, you know what I'm saying? Look out for, for Jeffrey Simmons. That guy's a, he's a, he's a, he's a monster. I'll give him that. He, he's a monster defensive tackle. Okay? Josh Allen needs to be protected. If he's protected, he's going to do what he does. He's going to slice and dice all up the field all game long. Four quarters, 60 minutes, baby. Get ready for it. Okay? That's number one. Number two, we need to have a balanced attack. We need to have a balanced attack, okay? Uh, against um, the Rams, let me, let me check this out. Against the Rams, and I want to pull up the stats real quickly. I want to pull up these stats real quickly. Real quickly. Against the Rams, uh, let me see here. I think Josh Allen, because there, there, was, there was incredible balance across um, this game. Incredible balance. Absolutely. Josh Allen went 26 for 31. Three touchdowns, two interceptions. It's not going to happen again, okay, in terms of the interceptions. That ain't happening, okay? But he went 26 attempts for, I mean, 26 for 31 attempts. 31 attempts, okay, to their 25 rushing attempts. Now, in, in my opinion, that is a recipe for success. That's kind of where the Bills need to be. That balance. I'm not saying that Josh Allen can't handle no more than 30 uh, uh, passing attempts a game. We all know he can. We all know he can. But if the Bills are balanced without having to rely solely on Josh Allen throwing the ball up and down the field all game long, which he probably will anyway, mix up the pass with the rush, and for crying out loud, for crying out loud, like my man Jeff King said earlier in the game, like, like Jeff King said earlier, yo, get rid of Zach Moss. Stop giving the ball to Zach Moss. Let, let Devin Singletary carry the load. Let him carry the load. But if we can mix up the run with the passing game, that's key number two to big dub. We're going to be almost impossible to beat. Almost impossible to beat. And then key number three, obviously, stop Derrick Henry. It's going to be a four-quarter dog fight. Stopping Derrick Henry, we all know he likes to get get he likes to get going later in the game. But if we stop Derrick Henry, which I fully anticipate us doing, especially with his revamped defensive line. Big dubs are in store for your beloved Buffalo Bills, baby. Get ready for the boys, Bills Mafia. Get ready for it, man. Get ready for it. And I'm going to tell you something. As I close up the show, this is an hour and 30 minutes into the show. I've got 160 of y'all in here. Smash that like before we head on out. Before we head on out. Before we go, I've got one last thing to say. Okay? One last segment. It's called, Let the Church Say Amen. Let the Church Say Amen. I need you guys to holler back at your boy. Okay? Holler back at your boy. This is my final sermon. Bill's Mafia. It's been a long time coming. The past couple of years, 
The Buffalo Bills have seen the Tennessee Titans. We have been on the losing end of the spectrum. In 2020 against the Tennessee Titans in the COVID season, the COVID game that was pushed back, the Bills didn't want no part of that COVID-infested team. We wanted absolutely no parts of that. And we showed ourselves. We showed it. We proved it. Because we had a game against the, uh, against, against the Kansas City Chiefs. It's around the corner. We wanted no parts of that game. Not making any excuses. It is what it is. We lost by quite a bit. 2021. The Bills again play the Tennessee Titans in Nashville, Tennessee. The game comes down in the fourth quarter. The Josh Allen. Fourth down play. The goal line. I think it was the three-yard line. If not for a Josh Allen slip, the Bills would have been victorious. But that did not happen. Kudos to Jeffrey Simmons. He did read the play well. Broke through there, disrupted it. But the Bills lost. But as I mentioned before, this ain't that. This team ain't the same team that gave up 153 yards to Derrick Henry last year and three touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. This ain't the same team that you can expect to just roll over in the run game. This ain't the same team that got destroyed by the, by the Jonathan Taylor-led Indianapolis Colts running all over us. This ain't the same team that got embarrassed by the New England Patriots in that crazy, ridiculous winter storm hurricane of a game when they ran the ball down our throats all game, literally. This team is built different. Ain't the same. Roster-wise, not the same. Mentality-wise, not the same. You see what it is. You saw what happened week one against the defending Super Bowl champion L.A. Rams in their stadium while they're raising the Super Bowl banner, thinking they're going to come in here and beat us. Think that's going to happen? It ain't going to happen. Four turnovers. Bill still beat them by 21. Now what? Across almost every national sports media outlet, the Buffalo Bills are the number one ranked team in the NFL. And we proved it in week one. And the Bills are just getting warmed up. The stampede is just getting started. The wagons are just about to be circled. Week two. Monday night football matchup. The Titans finally, finally bring their tails to Buffalo to play the red hot Super Bowl favorite Buffalo Bills. And we ain't backing down from that at all. We fully embrace it. And you think for one cotton-picking second, that in the Bills' home opener, we're going to let you guys come into town and run all over us and beat us like you had before. You got another thing coming because this team ain't that. And y'all ain't that same team either. We talked to the Giants. My man, Brian Dayball, getting it on. Y'all, yeah. What happened, Tennessee? What happened? You ain't got A.J. Brown no more. No more Julio Jones. I can't wait. I cannot wait for this game. 
and I am going to be here post-game waiting with all the fanatics behind me, all of Bill's Mafia behind me, waiting for you Tennessee Titans fans to hop on the live stream and talk that talk like you've been talking after we easily destroyed the Titans on Monday night football. And let the church say, amen. My brothers and sisters, my brothers and sisters, it has been another, another phenomenal, fantastic game. Another fantastic game. I guess you can call this a game. Another fantastic show, in my opinion. Do me this favor. Smash that like as we're wrapping this thing on up. And subscribe to the channel. Go to www.supportbf.com. Follow us on all of our social media platforms. Follow us everywhere. Stay locked and loaded, baby. Stay locked and loaded to this team this year because it is going to be an incredible ride, Bills Mafia. Incredible ride. This is just getting started. We are just getting started. And I need you guys to stay tuned. Don't go nowhere else. Don't go to no other channel, no other network. You stay locked right here to the Buffalo Fanatics Network. You watch out. Friday night, my man Rico coming through Friday night. You already know how it is. Rico Report Friday Night Live, baby. This weekend, Saturday, you get ready because you know we hitting them spaces on Twitter. My man Kev Syracuse, Kev Vaughn, Evan Harrington, the rest of the crew. Hitting them Twitter spaces, baby. So stay right there because we're going to get ready for it. Sunday, we get to chill and relax, watch some football. But you better get ready for Monday night football. My man Z-Bot, I don't know what he's going to do. Maybe he's going to have a show earlier. Maybe he's going to have a pregame show. I don't know what he's going to do, but you better stay locked and loaded, my man Z-Bot. Smoke break. Rico, Rated Rev. We're bringing you the best in Buffalo Bills content across the net. You already know what time it is, baby. But until then, until then, it's your man, Rated Rev. I will see you again next week. Same time, same place, same channel. You keep it locked. The Buffalo Fanatics Network, baby. And get ready for big dubs. Monday Night Football as the Buffalo Bills destroy the Tennessee Titans easily. Piece of cake. You'll see it. It's going down, baby. Grace and peace to you guys. And as always, as always, number one, don't play yourself. (laughs) And number two, go Bills.
Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.